which we now stand, and we boast not in ourselves, but in the hope of the glory of the Son of God. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you that your presence is here with us. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. For you who sit on the throne, the I am that I am, the ancient of days. Oh, for scripture says, and Daniel said, he said, I saw the thrones were set, and the ancient of days took his seat. He said, I saw thousands upon thousands, and ten thousands upon ten thousands attended before you. He said, I saw a river of fire flowing before him, and you brought judgment to the beast that was speaking blasphemy. Oh, for the book of Revelation, tell us. He said, Oh, rejoice, all oh, oh, you who dwell in heaven, for the accuser of our brethren has been cast down. Lord, this is the victory that we have received, even our faith. For scripture says, who is it that overcomes the world? It is everyone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Lord, this is what we have received. The faith in Him, the author and finisher of our faith. This is the joy that we have. That our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is the joy that we have. This morning, oh, we acknowledge. We acknowledge your presence in this place. We acknowledge your work that you're doing in us. We acknowledge that that, that which you will speak to us this morning. Rabo, Lord, Aki Open up our heart. Open up our heart of everyone and sound of my voice. To come into the light. To receive your word this morning. That our faith is continually built up in you. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of a living God. I thank you for your presence in this place. You who have been given to us. Glory to God. Glory to God. You who testifies to the word. You who testifies to our inheritance. You who brings us into the light of the revelation of Christ. Acknowledge your presence in this place right now. Take absolute control of this meeting. Let the light of the word open up our heart to receive this light. For the Bible says in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. He said the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Scripture says out of his fullness we've all received grace in place of grace already given. For the Lord was given through Moses but grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. This morning we've met to uncover the truth regarding healing. Spirit of a living God. Open up the scriptures to us. That we may understand this revelation of your heart. That we may come into the truth of your word. No man can understand your word unless you enable them. This morning the scripture tell us in John 3. That a person can only receive what they have been given from above. This morning open up the heavens. Open up the door of revelation. And speak your word to us in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord Jesus. Wonderful name. Be glorified in this place. Be exalted above all. In the name of Jesus. Oh Father, I thank you. Oh, continue, continue to give thanks to God. Continue to praise Him. For He is good and His love endures forevermore. This love blows my mind. The scripture says this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. And gave his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That we, <laughs> those of us who did not qualify 
might live through him. Glory to God. This, this, this is what gives me hope. The hope of the glory of the Son of God. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Father, this morning, we thank you. We thank you for this mercy. The scripture says in Ephesians 2, the verse 4, that you are God who is rich in mercy, that you have made us alive with Christ and saved us by grace. By this grace that in which we stand, and we boast not in ourselves, but in the hope of the glory of the Son of God. Speak to our hearts this morning. Enlighten us, O Lord. Move us from grace to grace. Move us from faith to faith. Move us from truth to truth of your word. That we may be built up as we're being built up into a spiritual house to your glory. And let glory come to you because of this word. Let glory come to you because of the demonstration of this word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you. Father, we bless you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Raboso habakia namosia. Lira dese. Marande senma raboko baradesia. Rabababose. Rindi hamarando sikimaradas. Lera boso rabababosiki baradesia. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. He is the reason that we've met this morning. He is the reason you are now alive. He is the reason you and I are active and able to do everything that we're able to do because Scripture says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Oh, there's no rival. There is no name that is above the name of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. The name above every name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you that you spoke into our heart. Thank you that you have brought us into the revelation of your heart this morning. That we'll be able to go and move from faith to faith in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you once again this morning. Today is a day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we have not met in the name of any man, but we have met in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, our apostle and high priest, who has become our high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, king of righteousness and king of peace. So Lord, this morning, I bless your holy name. 
I thank you that your presence is here with us. Lord, as we, we, we examine the scriptures, as we study your word, Lord, enlighten everyone at the sound of my voice who hears this word, that they may come into the truth and the revelation of your heart, that which you have given us in Christ Jesus, that the fullness of your word will be embedded in our heart. The substance and the evidence of the word will be embedded in our heart, that we would have readiness of faith to act on the word and receive the benefit of the word. Great mighty Holy Spirit of God who has been given to us, I became a servant of this gospel by not by my own ability, but by the gift of God's grace given me by the working of your power. And although I'm less than the least of all your people, this grace that you have given us to preach to the world the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain your mystery, which in times past was kept in you, created all things, but now has been revealed unto us by the power of the Holy Spirit. That many will come into the truth of your word. That many may be set free by the anointing and the power of your word. For your word is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. The scripture says that it is able to divide the spirit and soul, even to divide in joints and marrow. Let the word pierce in our heart. Let the word of God change our thoughts. Let the word align us with your purpose. Let the word bring us into the truth of your word. That we may be able to walk in the light. For scripture says we are children of the light. And the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We thank you for what you have freely given us. The deposit of the spirit and your word. The truth of your word. This morning speak freely to us, O Father. Anything that is being a stumbling block to the gospel, anything that is being a stumbling block to the word, whether by means of the flesh, whether by means of the attack of the enemy, we stand in the name of the Lord Jesus and we put to death any misdeed of the body by the power of the Holy Spirit. We command any voice of the enemy, we command any orchestrations of Satan to depart from our midst right now in the name of Jesus, because it is written that in your presence there is fullness of joy and your right hand there are eternal pleasures the scripture authors tell us that now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and there is liberty so anyone at the sound of my voice going through any burden if there is burden than anyone at the sound of my voice the lord as your word goes forth that that burden be lifted off by the anointing of your word in the name of jesus they will know that your presence is still with us but you do not change for you are the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And your word is forever true. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. You always do hear us when we call. This is the confidence we have in approaching you. John testified that if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us. Then if we know that you hear us, then we know that we have what we've asked of you. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you that you've heard our prayer. We thank you that you've spoken to our heart this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Welcome once again to the presence of God. Uh, so we're still on the subject of faith for healing and how to demonstrate it. And um, as, as we've examined the scriptures in our, in our previous meetings, um, last week, uh, we looked at uh, why people are not healed 
and we, we, we went over the points, the six points that we've laid out uh, concerning why believers in this subject is, is, is actually making reference or um, um, is for every believer. You see, this word that we're teaching is for believers, how believers can be healed, how believers can receive the healing that Jesus has already given them. And we're looking at why aren't people healed. So we look at these. We looked at these six points. Um, first, um, the, the first and foremost point is unbelief. The reason many are not healed is because of unbelief or lack of faith. And under unbelief, we said there are other points, but all those points fall under unbelief. And we look at um, the second point being many stay in hope. The the, the third point. Uh, which is many do not know when they are ready in faith to release their faith to receive healing. So we haven't tackled that yet. We, we've looked at a little bit of it, but we haven't uh, uh, delved uh, deep in, into it. And number four, we said many do not know how to release their faith. And we said it is one thing to know that you're ready in faith. And it's another thing to know how to release your faith for healing. And here the subject is healing. And number five, and for those who have been able to receive healing, the scripture has, has made it clear to us that it is possible for you to lose it. And so why is it that those who have received healing are not able to hold on to what they have received? And the reason that we're laying out or one of the reasons that we're going to examine, it's because many do not know how to hold fast to the word of God or how to hold fast to their faith. And so, therefore, they lose the glory that has been revealed unto them. And we also looked at the last point being weight and sin. And that, and then we, we, so we're going to pick each of these points and we're going to examine the scriptures. So last week, we looked at unbelief. And just to highlight what, what, what we discussed, uh, we said many are in unbelief because of the lack of understanding of the inheritance and the promise of healing in Christ Jesus. So that is the number one reason, number one reason, I believe many are not able to come to the point of faith to receive healing is because they do not understand what they received when it came to know the Lord Jesus, what Christ provided for them freely in him. And so last week we examined um, what our inheritance is with respect to um, and, and we made reference to, to healing because what was the subject that we're studying is healing. And so when we're examining uh, anything in a broad category, we will tie it to healing, you know, because uh, the healing is part of the inheritance that we receive in Christ Jesus. As prophesied in Isaiah 53, that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the scripture says the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And see, on top of it part of it and by his wounds we are healed and so understanding what your inheritance in christ jesus is or understanding the inheritance in christ jesus will lead you to the point of hope you see you have hope when you know that something belongs to you but that hope does not really bring you into the fullness of of, of what belongs to you it is faith that's, this is why scripture says the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace. And so you are able to come to the point of hope when you understand what, what has been given you. When you know that Jesus is able to do this, this is what Jesus did for me. 
you have hope. But in order to translate that into your life, you have to move from hope to faith. And so we started off, you know, looking at what, what understanding what that inheritance is. And then we, we went further and looked at, um, you know, we, we touched a little bit on the, the fact that many stay in hope. That, 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 that's that, that's the, the, the farthest extent that many believers get to, which is they're able to come to understand. If you ask most believers, they will tell you that God is able to heal, that Jesus is a healer. But they do not understand how this healing is realized in their lives. They understand Jesus is able to heal because they see scriptural examples of this. But they do not understand that it is, just for some people, they don't even know that it is the will of God that they are healed. And so there are people who, you know, examine it when you take it case by case. People say, well, this person was not healed because it was not the will of God. Because they prayed and they fasted, they did whatever they did and they did not receive healing. The Bible says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. If you do not come to the knowledge of how to translate that which is established for you by the grace of God into full manifestation in your life, you will forever be in misery. You will weep. This is what Jesus in Matthew 8 talked about. Many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom, who are the subjects of the kingdom? Those who are in Christ Jesus and who hear the word. The subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we read through our scripture, the New Testament. There are several scriptural references to, to believers, people whom God have, has delivered. God has delivered out of the world. God has delivered out of darkness and brought into, into the inheritance in Christ Jesus still struggling. And I used to be that way. I used to have fear because I did not know what this inheritance really brought to me. And then when I started studying the, 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 the scriptures, then I began to see that God has freely given me all these things. So what is my worry? You see, when you come into knowledge of what God has freely given you, fear begins to dissipate. Fear begins to leave you because fear comes out of lack of knowledge of God's word. God does not give us the spirit of fear. The Bible says, he said, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. When you have adequate knowledge of God concerning a particular situation, then there is no fear at all. You have confidence. You look at faith. Faith means confidence. You have, you have confidence of what belongs to you. And so here, we're studying the subject of healing. So I want all of us to come to the point of confidence. Confidence. That no matter what sickness befalls you, no matter what Satan throws at you, you are confident that you are healed in Christ Jesus. And I can give you several examples in my life. Healing may manifest immediately. It may, not mani it may manifest in a couple of hours. It may manifest in a couple of days. But no matter what the timeline is, you see, the only thing that we do not know is the fact, uh, is that timeline. The only thing God has not laid out in his word for us to know is that the timeline in which it would manifest in the natural. We do know that we can have evidence of what is us in our spirit. And so that evidence he's made known to us in the, in, in the scriptures. And then we were going to examine that. 
as we go along in the in this teaching but i'm giving you a brief introduction i, I want us to set a, a, a level of i i want i want you to have a particular mindset concerning you know why we're studying this and concerning uh your your life as a believer in christ jesus god has freely given us a lot of things in christ jesus you see, when you, when, when you examine the scriptures, the Bible does not even say, the New Testament, the Bible does not say God is going to give you. The Bible says that you have been given. And I want to show you a, 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 a typical example. Bear with me. I, 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 want, I want us to come to a particular understanding because sometimes I think we, 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 we as teachers or we who have been called to minister the gospel just assume that people know or, or people have this basic foundation. But I think sometimes we have to take the time to kind of level set, get people into a particular mindset because, before we delve deep in the word of God. Otherwise, the word will not be of benefit to them. Uh, and so I, I believe the spirit of the Lord is just trying to level set a few things here for us. I want us to go to Second Peter. Second Peter. And, 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 and in, 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 these, in these sessions, I, I encourage you to always have your Bibles with you. Open with me because this, uh, the, 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 the purpose of this is teaching so that we may freely, we may, we may be able to understand the word of God. As you read the word for yourself, the spirit of God enlightens you. You see, Second um, Peter 1, the verse 3. So here, Peter, this letter is to, the, to believers. So this letter is not for unbelievers. It's to believers. Peter was writing to the church. So he said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes when you say Peter is writing to the church, they think this is Peter's own mind. This word of God, the Bible says, was penned by holy men of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so this, this, this is all, um, the Second Peter 1, the verse 3. is that his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. And I, and I want to read a, a, a New King James Version because the N, N, NKJV gives us um, a, a different light. It, it explains it better. So if you have the New King James, you can turn to the New King James. Second Peter. Second Peter 1, the verse 3. He says, he writes into believers. He says, the verse 3. Uh, let, let me start from the verse 2. Is that grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I want you to take note of, 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 of that. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. You see, the, the, you see, without the knowledge of God, grace and peace will not be multiplied to you. He said, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. So is it now that you're going to receive this grace or now that you're going to receive this peace? No, this grace and peace is in Christ Jesus, but you cannot come to the point of receiving. You see, so the whole point, and this is something that the spirit of the Lord has been enlightening me gradually. The whole point of this new birth, the whole point of this uh, a new covenant is a matter of receiving. It is not a matter of God now going to create something. It's a matter of being able to translate that which God is, has established in the spirit into realization in your life. Because until it is translated, it is established in the spirit. It is of no benefit to you and I. This is why scripture tells us that Jesus died for all. For God so loved the world. 
The Bible did not say, for God so loved believers. For God so loved Christians. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, whoever. See, it is not a, a, a particular set of people who are qualified. It is for all. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the word of God. This is the fullness of the gospel. The whole point about the gospel of Christ is that many will come to believe in Christ Jesus. But it is one thing to believe in him. And it is another thing to walk in the fullness of what you received when you believed in him. What, what we, we've studied so far, what, what we've discussed so far all from last week, is that we, 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 we try to understand what we got when we believed in him. Now, I want, you to, I, I want you to understand something concerning what you have received, concerning this new birth, concerning your position as a believer in Christ Jesus. So if you are the sound of my voice and you have believed in Christ Jesus, you have to understand certain mysteries concerning this new birth because this new birth is a new birth that came by faith the bible says that it is by grace that we have been saved through faith in ephesians 2 it is by grace that we have been saved through faith so it is your faith in him that has brought you to the point of being a child of god it is your faith in him but this faith in him gives you certain rights and privileges. But that those rights and privileges, we, we, we've examined that if you have a right to something, that thing does not automatically come to you. You have to exercise that right. So the whole point of this new birth, this new covenant is exercising the right in Christ Jesus. So as we exercise our rights in Christ Jesus, many who are around us, many who live with us, many who know us, will see the manifestation of the glory of God by the demonstration of the word of God in our lives. And they will begin to ask questions. Why is it that people went through, some people went through this situation and they failed? But you, that you did not even have that ability, you did, we are not even qualified, that we, we thought that everything was hopeless in your situation, but you survived. And the glory of God was revealed. This is why scripture said that we are the light of the world. He said, therefore, let your light shine before others, so all will see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So our lives is supposed to bring glory to God. But how can, how can the glory of God be revealed in our lives? That we have to come into knowledge of how to walk in the fullness of the inheritance. We've examined the inheritance from last week. Now, I want you to know something about the inheritance. There is a mystery about the inheritance that I did not know before. But as I, I, as I continue to meditate on the word of God and think about this life that we have in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit continues to kind of enlighten, it continues to enlighten me, continue to bring me to this understanding of this inheritance. And so that, that's something here that I want you to get. And so that grace and peace is not now that the grace and peace is going to be established for you. It's already established for you in the spirit, but you cannot partake of it if you don't know the truth, if you don't have knowledge of it. So this is why he's writing to say, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge 
of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Until you come into knowledge of what God has freely given you, you cannot walk in the light of it, although it is for you. And this is why when we're examining our inheritance, we said that if, if, if your, your parents can give you an inheritance, something more, something valuable, but until you know what has been given to you, you cannot possess it. So the whole point of the new covenant is possessing our inheritance. Glory to God. How to possess our inheritance. But here we're looking at healing. How to possess your healing. How to take hold of your healing. Because the Bible says the devil rolls around like a lion seeking whom he may, he may devour. The devil may attack. He's always looking out to attack. When he attacks us. You see, when we know what we've, we've inherited, when we, he attacks us, then we will leverage it to drive him out. So that sickness is not of God. When the devil attacks you with sickness, then by the knowledge of the word of God, you can drive that sickness out of your body so that you do not suffer like the people in the world. The Bible says he has not called us to suffer. He has called us to inherit to come into the fullness of what he has freely given us in Christ Jesus. But persecution may come. So that when we're talking about suffering, it, 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 it is not um, to say that there are not going to be challenges. We, 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 we get these challenges in our life because the devil rolls around like a lion. He will bring the test. He will bring these challenges. But the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from what? Some of it? No. From all of it. Glory to God. From all of it. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what is thrown at you, no matter the challenges that you're facing, God, through his word, will deliver you from all of it. That is what we call, this is what I call the fullness of the gospel of Christ in demonstration in your life. The fullness of the gospel is that no matter what you go through, no matter the de- what the devil throws at you, you are victorious. Because scripture tells us, and we're not saying this by all, sometimes when we're preaching this gospel, people think it's from us. I do not have the ability. I do not have the wisdom. I do not have the understanding to be able to teach you these things that we're sharing with you. It only came to us by revelation, by the understanding given us by the Holy Spirit. This is why we are able to preach the gospel. By the understanding given us by the Holy Spirit. Because scripture says in in, in 1 John, that this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. It's not now that you're going to overcome the world. You have already overcome the world. What does overcoming the world mean? Overcoming every situation in the natural that the devil throws at you. Or what that life throws at you. That is the victory. So you have already been given the victory in Christ Jesus. But that victory in Christ Jesus will not become a reality if you have not come into knowledge of it. That is why we're standing about the inheritance. That you will come into the knowledge of the inheritance. This is why we reference those, that, that scripture. And I'll go back to that scripture again. Because the more we, 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 we repeat these things, we, 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 you know, somebody will get it. He, 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 the, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Because sometimes you may, you may have to hear it multiple times because, before it registers in your spirit. 
But there is something here that, I, that, that, I, that covers some of this. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes to the verse 3, 2 Peter 1, the verse 3. That his divine power has given to us all things. And I want you to take note of this. God's divine power. God's divine power has given to us all things. Not some things. All things that pertains to life and godliness. But you can only come into the knowledge of it through knowledge. You can only come into the fullness of it through knowledge. Second Peter 1 verse 3. Is that his divine power has given to us. Not going to give us. And so th- th- there is a mindset that a lot of Christians have not come to. And so now they are trying, they are working so hard to get something from God. They are working so hard for God to do something in their life. Instead of coming into the knowledge of what God has really given them. So that they will come to the point of faith to possess what is theirs. And so a lot of Christians are living just, God has brought them into the inheritance, into the promised land. And they have moved back into the wilderness. You see, Jesus fulfilled the principle of the wilderness so that anyone who believes in him does not go through the wilderness, but is translated to the promised land. So we are in the promised land. The deposit of the spirit of God that we have received has brought us into the fullness of the glory. This is what the apostle Paul writes in Ephesians to the church. He was writing to believers. He said, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. The Holy Spirit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of all those who are God's possession. So what the Apostle Paul was trying to enlighten the church is that you have been brought into this inheritance. You have been brought into the promise of God. But you can only walk in the fullness of it when you have adequate knowledge of what that entails and adequate knowledge of how to walk in it. Because every promise of God comes with a specific direction of how to inherit it. The Israelites were not able to get to the promised land by, by something that just cut upon them freely. No, they had to walk by the instruction of the word of God to get there. Even after Moses had died, the Lord gave a specific set of instructions to Joshua. On how they should go there. But a lot of Christians are not following. They have ignored the instructions. And think that because these things have been established for them. Automatically they should fall on them. And this is why people are struggling. This is why a lot of Christians are struggling. It is not because God has not blessed them. It is not because God has not loved them. It is not because the promises of God are not established for them. But it is ignorance. This is why the scripture says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. It is not for lack of grace. It is not for lack of the word. It is for lack of knowledge of the word. This is why they are perishing. And so, and so I, 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 before, before we even, uh, we've not even started what, we, what we, we want us to do, but I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to set a mindset here for us. And so I want us to continue we continue that, that scripture, 2 Peter 1, verse 3. That he said his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. You see, the Bible does not say some things. 
So, so everything that pertains to your life, God has freely given you. But, but, but that, that's not all that scripture. You read on, he said, his divine power has given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He said, through the knowledge of him, the knowledge has come again. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Then he, he continues in the verse 4. He said, by which he has given us. Uh, he said, by which have been given to us exceedingly. You see, great and precious promises. That through these, through which, which are these, these. Through the knowledge, you may, part, you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. This is a very, very important scripture that should level set our mind. And so I want to take time to, for, for us to break this down. Because this is teaching, I want to really, really take my time. And the Spirit of the Lord is laying a foundation here for us. He said, God's divine power has given. And I want you to pay attention to the tense here. Not going to, but giving. Why? Why is this word written in past tense? Why is this word written as though it has already been done? Because the promises of God are established in Christ Jesus. The fullness of the promise is in him. So the moment you are in him, the promise is established for you. So here, because the word of God is a spirit, so the language used here is the language of the spirit. And, the, the, and faith is a substance of the spirit. Second Corinthians 4, the verse 13, he said, I believe, therefore I've spoken. And since we have the same spirit of faith, faith is a substance of the spirit. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And because the word is a spirit, therefore the language of the word is written in faith. The language of the word is written in faith as though it is established. Because these are spiritual realities. These things are established in the spirit. And a lot of Christians try to examine the word of God with their carnal mind. This is what the Apostle Paul went writing to, 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 to the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 2. He said, the person without the spirit cannot understand the things of the spirit. And, and, I, and I want to read that to you briefly. And I, 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 we will stay in 2 Peter. Because there's something here that I believe the Holy Spirit is trying for us to get. Before we move into the details of what we, we're going to study here. He said, this is the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 2, from the verse 6. I read from the verse 6 so that we can get the context well. He said, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You see, a lot of people believe the wisdom of this world. And we're not speaking against the wisdom that, that is in the world that helps us to live our normal lives every day. That's good wisdom. But that wisdom does not last. Because we've seen, we've all come to find out that we, we get knowledge about something, the thing becomes useful for a specific time, and after some time, that knowledge becomes useless. Because we, kept, we keep increasing in knowledge. But the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, does not expire. This is why I have set out my heart to come into the knowledge of His Word. Because His Word is forever and ever. It does not change. So once you have adequate wisdom and knowledge of God, the Bible says you become mature. So he said, we do not speak a message of wisdom of this world because that wisdom, he said, will come to nothing. 
but the message of wisdom from God. We say we speak a message of wisdom among the material, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom. Glory to God. And what's God's wisdom? The word of God is the wisdom of God. A mystery that has been hidden and God destined for our glory before time began. The mystery of the word of God does not expire. And there is something that it gives me so much hope, so much joy. Knowing that when I have adequate knowledge of the word of God, when I come into the wisdom of Christ, that wisdom does not expire. I will live with that wisdom until I die. But when I have adequate knowledge of something in the world, I know in the next five to ten years, that knowledge will expire because the new knowledge will come. So the wisdom of this world expires. The wisdom of God does not expire. And so the Bible says, we fix our eyes not on things that can be seen. Things, things, the things that can be seen are temporary. But the things that cannot be seen are eternal. Glory to God. The wisdom of God is eternal. And so that which is born of God is eternal. So the spirit that we have received, what we have received is eternal. So, but if we would open our eyes, if we come into the knowledge of what we have received, that eternal glory will be revealed in our lives so that our lives will reflect that glory. Hallelujah. He said, no, we declare that God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. He said, and at verse 8, he said, none of the rulers of this age understood it. <laughs> this is why the world thinks that we're crazy. Because they cannot understand this mystery. Because these things are only descent, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but, but that explanation will come later in the text. He said, none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, so he was talking about the rulers of his time. And this word still applies today. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The verse 9, he said, however, as it is written. And I've made reference to this word several times. Because I want you to understand that the things of God are established in the spirit. The verse 9. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Glory to God. So the things that God has prepared for us cannot be seen. It cannot be heard. It cannot even be seen. Why? Because they are established in the spirit. Here, he, he, in the language here, he said, the things God has prepared. He does not talk about the things God is going to prepare. So you see a, a common use of language here. Past tense. God has prepared. God has prepared. Why? Because these things are established in the spirit. In the spirit, these are realities. But God has given birth to us so that by the revelation of the spirit, we may understand what God has really given us. And that's what he talks about in the next verse. He said, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. What things? The things that have been established in the spirit for the children of God. He said, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. 
what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand. So I, I want you to take note of something here. God has prepared the knowledge of God and understanding. We, we see this theme, we see this word being repeated. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. So it is not something that you do to earn it. God has freely given us. It is free. But what I've come to find out, a lot of people do not like free things. They want to pay for it. For me, I love free things, especially if it is a free thing that Christ has given me. I take hold of it. Glory to God. He said, the things that God has freely given us, this is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom. You see, this is why he made mention of that what they speak is not the wisdom of this age. It is not words of men. It is not the wisdom of men. This is the wisdom of God. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So the Word of God is a Spirit-taught Word. And it is the Word, so the Word speaks of spiritual realities. So the Word of God speaks of spiritual realities. And in the Spirit, the things that you're looking for, the, the problems in those in your life have already been resolved as a believer for you. But these are spiritual realities. But the problem for believers is they are not able to distinguish that which is of the spirit and that which is of the flesh. They are not able to know how to translate that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. But I want you to understand something here. That what is established in the spirit is established by faith, by the grace of God. The grace of God has established these things. This is why we hear a lot about the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God. The grace of God has freely given us these things which are established in the spirit. This is why the scripture talks about the things God has prepared for him. The scripture talks about his divine power has given to us, given, prepared. You see, these are established. When something is established it is a fact. It's a reality. So these are spiritual realities. So the Apostle Paul writing to believers. So that believers will understand that the things in Christ Jesus are established in the spirit. But they can only become real to you when you understand those spiritual realities that are taught by spirit taught words. The things God has established for us can only be discerned through the spirit. So if you do not have the spirit of Christ, these things will not make sense to you. He said, this is what we speak not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. And in verse 14, he continues, said, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but, but considers them foolishness. This is why... I have stopped explaining myself to unbelievers. I don't worry. You can say that I'm crazy. 
it, it doesn't matter whether even you are my relative. You can insult me. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. God will judge every man according to their own works. Glory to God. And so the Bible says that the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. This is why when you try to explain scripture to certain people, it doesn't make sense. They're like, what are you talking about? Nobody that I know speaks like this. They, they think that you're from another planet. Yes, I am from another planet because I am born of the Spirit of God. Glory to God. What we have received is not the wisdom of this age, but the wisdom that comes from God, the creator of the ends of the earth. His wisdom, his understanding, and his knowledge has created that which we see. But men cannot discern it because it is only discerned through the lens of the Spirit. This is why scripture says in Proverbs 3 that by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding, he set the heavens in position. And by his knowledge, he separated a watery dust and allowed the clouds to let drop the dew. The world is not trying to discover that which has already been established by the Spirit and the Word of God. Glory to God. These stands are established by the wisdom, by the understanding, and by the knowledge of God. But you can only discern it. You can only come into knowledge of it. By the Spirit taught words. And so what the Holy Spirit is trying to enlighten us this morning. I don't know why the Holy Spirit took us on this route. This is not, this is not what I planned for this meeting. But there's something, it means somebody needs this word. There is something, we all need it. That there is something that God is trying to, for believers to understand. Is that these things that we're talking about, the promises of God, the blessings of God, the healing of God, the, the salvation of God, these are not physical these are not physical things. These are spiritual realities that are established by the grace of God. They are only understood by spirit taught words. This is why we teach the gospel. This is why we preach the gospel. This is why we do not preach our own words because our own words cannot explain spiritual realities. The scripture says explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The only thing that can explain the spiritual realities is the spirit taught words. Glory to God. And that is the word of God. You can only come to understanding of these spiritual realities by the word. This is why he gave us the word. He said the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. But considers them foolishness. And he said and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. He said that person cannot come to understanding of the spirit taught words because they are only discerned, not somehow, only discerned through the spirit. This is when, when Peter had the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God. He is the son of God in spirit. You see, it, it, the Bible says in Jesus, in his natural life, he was a man. He was a man. The Bible says he, was, he stripped himself of his glory. But in the spirit, he was the son of God. So when Peter had the revelation that he is the Messiah, the son of God, Jesus, because Peter lived in the natural, people will think, but you're walking with him. This is why you're able to tell he's the son of God. No, in the natural, Jesus was a man just like us. With, 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 that he felt pain. He bled. He, he just had every natural thing that we had. But he is the son of God in the spirit. 
And so what Peter came to that revelation, that revelation was a revelation of the spirit. Because it is only by the spirit that you can discern that something that, uh, uh, that you can discern that Christ is the son of God. It comes by revelation of the spirit. You cannot come to the understanding of spiritual realities except with spirit taught words. Because the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. But considers them foolishness. He said, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. But then he comes to those who have received the spirit. To those of us who have received the new birth. Is that the person with the spirit? Glory to God. This is what excites me. But the person with the spirit, you and I, the person with the spirit makes judgment about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. But 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 he said, not subject to merely human judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. This was this should cause a spark in your spirit but we have the mind of christ why because what we have received is not the spirit of a world but the spirit who is from christ the spirit who is of god the spirit who knows spiritual realities glory to god and therefore brings us into the understanding of spiritual things hallelujah and so this is our foundation this is our foundation. We're, we're building something here. So I want you to bear with me. So the Spirit of the Lord is trying to explain to us that these things that we're talking about, these healing, you see, we're talking about healing. And there are people who may be sick, who are, who are listening to us. You see, they are sick in the natural, but what we're talking about is a spiritual reality. So they may be, begin to question themselves. You, you're talking about by his wounds that I am healed. You see, why, 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 why can't I see it in the natural? What we're talking about is a spiritual reality. And until that word becomes a spiritual reality in your spirit, you cannot translate it out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. You see, the reason why we're so special, the reason why the Bible says so that we may partake in the divine nature, is that when you have the divine nature of Christ, that which is established in the spirit can be translated out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural because you've been born of God and the same way God who is a spirit translated that which he had established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural when you have received the spirit of words when you have come into understanding and the knowledge of these top words glory to God that you will know how to translate these spiritual realities into physical manifestations and that is where the glory of God is revealed this is why scripture says we are the light of the world therefore let your light shine before others so all will see the good deeds what Jesus is talking about let people see the glory of God. Let people see the spiritual realities being translated out of the spirit into full manifestation in your life. That they will know that Jesus is still the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, when people see that you've been through a situation which was which is impossible in the natural, but then you did something and that situation is resolved. You did something, and that glory, the glory of God is revealed. That situation, you, 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 you win that victory in the natural. They'll begin to come, they will begin to come to you. They'll begin to ask questions. How did you survive? How did you survive? How did you win this? How were you able to come into this victory? Glory to God. And when they start asking questions, that, 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 then you start preaching the gospel. 
He said, this was not by my own ability. This is what Peter did at the temple gate called beautiful. They knew Peter. You read the scripture. The Bible says that the Pharisees could not fathom these men. Because they're like, these are, the, are these not the fishermen? These are the ordinary people, the laymen. They, they were nothing in that culture. They regarded the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the teachers of the law. But Peter and the other people, they were nothing. Jesus was even a son of a carpenter. He said, is that not a carpenter's son? And he is here trying to teach us about God. They, they could not fathom. And the Bible says, as they, 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 they talked about, as they thought about Peter and the others, he said, oh, but they have been with the Lord. Glory to God. They have been with Jesus. Glory to God. They have come into spiritual understanding. Glory to God. He said, when he at the temple gate called Beautiful, when he told that layman in the name, he said, he said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. Is the people focus more on the miracle, but they do not focus on the process to the miracle and what Peter said after the miracle. He said, silver or gold, I do not have. He said, I do not have anything that you, that what you're looking for in the natural, but I have something that is in, in a spirit that I can translate out of the spirit that will benefit you in the natural. Glory to God. That will, that will give you everything that you need in the natural. Glory to God. This is the gospel. So what Peter said is that silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. What did he have? Faith in the name of Jesus. The faith that you have, you and I have. He had the same faith. The faith in Christ Jesus. And he spoke the word of God. He spoke the word of God. What Peter had was faith in Christ Jesus. And he spoke that word. So Peter now had come into the realization of that spiritual reality. And he knew how to translate that spiritual reality that he had, that he had inherited through Christ Jesus into full manifestation in the natural. So what we're talking about here is that we're just discussing the spiritual realities. And then now, by the word of God, by the spirit taught words, we're going to study how to translate those spiritual realities into full manifestation in the natural. The people will see that your situation was hopeless. But now, glory to God, that they see the breakthrough in the natural. So even now, as you hear the word of God, as you pay attention to this word, that, that there's something that, that the spirit of the Lord testifies to this word, that, that there's something that will begin to burn within your heart, that, 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 that there's a spirit of the Lord working on your heart so that this word will become a reality to you. The Holy Spirit is in this place. The glory of the Lord is in this place. There is the anointing of the word, the power of the word. There's nothing that can stand against the power of the word. There is nothing that can stand in the way of the word of God. And so what am I saying? You see, we've not even started what we set out to discuss this morning. But what we're studying is that I want all of us to level set on the knowledge of God. A level set on what we have received in Christ Jesus. 
You see, you, people read the New Testament and they see all these words and they see all these promises. Oh, God has blessed me, God. And, and then they just read it. It doesn't become real to them. They don't know how to leverage it. And so there's frustration in the lives of Christians. People are sick. And, and anytime I hear people sick and they die of the sickness, I, my spirit grieves because I know what is in the Word. I know what the Word of God has given us. And there are preachers out there telling, oh, you were not healed because it was not the will of God. Lack of knowledge. This is what Jesus said in Matthew. Many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And who are the subjects of the kingdom? The subjects of the kingdom are those who have believed in Christ Jesus. They hear the word, but they have not come into the spiritual reality of the word and do not know how to translate the word out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. This is why so when you're seeing people weeping in the church, I'm not surprised. Do you think I'm, I'm not surprised at all when I see people who have sat in the house of God for many years and they are, they are still sick. Their sicknesses are befalling their body. Cancers are killing them. I'm not surprised because Jesus has made it clear in Matthew 8. And if you're here, if you're the son of my voice, I want you to turn to Matthew and I want to show you something. Why there is a lot of misery in the church. Because I believe these preachers out there are speaking of blessing, 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 blessings. The blessings are good. They are good. They are established by God. But what Christians need now, it is not knowing the blessings. A lot of people know the blessings of God. We all know that God has blessed us. I just read to you 2 Peter 1 verse 3. That his divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But that is not all the scripture. The Bible says through the knowledge of him. You can know all that God has established for you if you do not know adequate knowledge if you do not have adequate knowledge of how to translate it it will be of no benefit and how to translate that is faith how to translate that which god has established in the spirit into full manifestation in your in your life is faith we're good and this is what we're studying we're studying the subject of healing we started this subject of healing a long time ago and we're still on it because there is more it is deep and this morning, the Holy Spirit is taking a different route. And this is not what I, what I set out to do. But the Spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, He knows what we need even before we ask. He knows. He knows that somebody needs this word. And this word will set you free. It will set you free. Because the entrance of His word give it light. The light shines in darkness. And the Bible says the darkness has not overcome it. So as you hear the word, I, I want you to just open up your heart. Let the word, let the word, let the word soak in the anointing of the word. You know, and we have seen testimonies where people just hear the word and the anointing, the word itself is enough to heal you. The word itself is enough to cause the breakthrough to happen. It is not the words of men that bring the transformation. It is the word of God. Glory to God. For scripture says in John 1 verse 3, that there was nothing that was made without the word of God. It is the word it is the word it is all about the word of god this is why we're level setting so that you will understand and value this word of god that these words is what translates things out of the spirit into manifestation in your life and so we're here the apostle paul he says second corinthians 2 the verse 9 what eyes have not seen Years have not heard, no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. And what I, was, what I wanted you to get from this page of, of, of this scripture is what God has prepared. It's not now that he's going to prepare it. And why, why we're saying this is, 
See, these things are established in the spirit. So in the spirit, it is prepared. But the problem for a lot of Christians, they read the Bible, the things God has prepared for those who love him. So the thing that they think that God is now going to prepare something for them in the future. No, God has already prepared these things. But the Bible says you can only come into the fullness of what God has prepared for you when you have received knowledge of it. See, when you receive knowledge, it is the knowledge of what you of what has been prepared for you that helps you to translate what has been prepared for you into manifestation in the natural. And so a lot of blessings are delayed now because, and people say that, you know, God, when he takes his stone, he doesn't throw it early. That's ignorance. People say that in his own time, how can you know the time of God? You see, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. See, I believe, and I have seen this in my life, my own life. I believe there are blessings of God that are delayed in the lives of people, not because God wants them to delay, but because people do not have faith to receive. And this morning, one of the things that we're going to examine as part of the teaching that, that, that the subject that uh, the scripture that we're going to examine this morning is that even if the blessings of God, even if the glory of God is presented right next to you, if you do not have faith from scripture, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord will keep you from recognizing it. And so there are people whose blessings right next to them, but their eyes are kept. The eyes have been shut by the Spirit of God from recognizing why? Because of unbelief. Because of lack of faith. And how do you get faith? Faith does not come by laying of hands. I'm sorry. Faith does not come by prayer. It's not in scripture. Faith comes only by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And now we're going to examine from scripture, Jesus' own example. That some believers, the glory of the Lord was kept hidden from them. Jesus did not lay hands on them. Jesus did not pray for them. Jesus taught them the word of God. And when they have been taught the word and they came into the, come to the level of faith. Why? Because faith comes by Romans 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus took a seven mile journey to teach disciples who had worked with him the word of God in order for the glory of God to be revealed to them. And there are many that are moving from pastor to pastor because of ignorance. Ignorance. And so here, what I want you to get from the second Corinthians 2 is that the promises of God, the things that God has prepared for us are established in the spirit. These are the promises of God. And the reason why scripture says God has prepared in the past tense, because in the spirit, it is established. It is not that God, God is going to do it. Your life has been established by God. Whatever you will do in this life has been predestined by God. This is what the Bible says. He predestined us before the foundation of the earth in Christ Jesus. Why? Because in the spirit, it's already established. This is why the Bible says his works have been finished. And so later on, we're going to reference in Hebrews. The Bible says they are not able to enter the rest of God. Because of unbelief. What is the rest of God? You come into the rest of God. The Bible says whoever comes into the rest of God also rests from all their works. And so I'm laying down some basic foundation. And so here what I want you to get is that the spirit of God has by the grace of God, the grace that we hear so much about, has established these promises of God for us in the spirit. Glory to God. And that is what the Apostle Paul is talking about. That we can only come into knowledge and understanding of these things when we have 
the spirit. So if you are the son of my voice, you have believed in Christ Jesus, you have the ability to understand these spiritual realities because you have received the deposit of the spirit. So um, I want to read the whole verse again so that you can get the whole picture. We've tackled its uh, uh, different parts, but, but I want to read it again so that you can get a whole picture. Then we move back to uh, 2 Peter 1 verse 3, and then we go back to Matthew 8. And I want to show you something there too. He says, we do, we do, however, this is 2 Corinthians from the verse 6, 2 Corinthians 2, the verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we do know, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden from, uh, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. You see, before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The verse 9, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Why can't we see these things? Because they are established in the spirit. God is a spirit. So we read in John, John 4, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman, is that a time is coming and now has come where true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Why? Because God is a spirit. Therefore, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Why do we have to worship him in the spirit? Because he's a spirit. Why do we have to fellowship with him in the spirit? Why do we have to do everything in the spirit? Because the thing that he has for us is established in the spirit. This is why he gave us a deposit of the spirit. The deposit of the spirit was so that we may be able to access the things that God has established for us in the spirit. Because Jesus said in John 3, the flesh gets birth to the flesh, but the spirit gets birth to the spirit. So when you became born again, what you received, Seed is a deposit of God's spirit, God giving birth to you of his spirit so that you may have fellowship with him who is a spirit, so that you may be able to descend the things that come from you which are in the spirit, so that you may be able to access the things that come from you which are established in the spirit. How do we know that the things that God has established for us are in the spirit? Romans 5 the verse 1, the apostle Paul writing to believers, writing to the church. Romans 5 the verse 1 said, he said, uh, this is the confidence we have. The confidence is that since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. How do you gain access? By faith. How do we get access? The new birth. So the faith of God, because it is righteousness by faith. The scripture says in Ephesians 2, the verse 8, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And he said, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access, you see? So the inheritance has given you access to the things of the Spirit. What the Apostle Paul here is telling the church in Corinth and also to us is that these things, no eye has seen it, no ear has heard it, no human mind has conceived it. These are the things God has prepared for those who love Him. And those who love Him, people think that is something they have to do. You want to know what love for God is? Love for God is not you proclaiming, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. It's good. I'm not discounted that. But this is love. John testified in 1 John. He said, not that we love God, but he loved us and gave his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. He said, whoever lives in God lives in, in, in love. This is love for God. To believe 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to love one another. This is love. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What is the commands of God? John testified in 1 John, writing to the church again. He said, this is the command he gave us to believe in him and to love one another. This is what love for God is. To believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if you are believed in Christ Jesus, you have fulfilled the first commandment of love. You have fulfilled the first commands of God. To believe in the name of Lord Jesus. And if you do not hate anybody, if you do not hold anything against anyone, you live in love. You have fulfilled the fullness of the commands of Christ. So now, you are considered as someone who loved God. Because that is love for God. To believe in the name of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ and to love one another. And so what the Apostle Paul, he was writing to believers. And believers are people in love. This is why the first fruit of the Spirit is love. It is the first thing that shows up in your born again human spirit. Because God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. John testified in 1 John. And so he said, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. See, if you are believing in the name of the Lord Jesus, you, you consider that you love God. And he said, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. He said, the spirit such as all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Is that what we have received is not the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. So the spirit of Christ in you is so that you may understand. This is what Jesus said. In John 16, John 15, Jesus was teaching the, 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 the disciples and all of us about the Holy Spirit. He said, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will testify about me. He will break, you prove the world to be no wrong about sin, about righteousness and about judgment. He said, he will bring the truth of the word to you. Why? This is why he's called the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And so here he said, we have received, it's not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand. You are able to come into understanding of the word of God by the Holy Spirit. It, without the spirit, you cannot understand the word. Before I, 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 before I gave my life to Christ, before the Lord touched me, I, when I read the Bible, it did not make sense to me. I could not understand anything. But the moment the spirit was rekindled in me, glory to God, the revelations of the word began to flow in my spirit. Because this is what the apostle Paul said, said the spirit we receive is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand. The understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. This is why he tells us in, in Thessalonians, do not quench the spirit. Because if you quench the spirit, you will not come into the understanding of the word of God. Therefore, you will not come to the point of faith. Therefore, you will not be able to translate that which is establishing the spirit for you into manifestation in the natural. A lot of Christians are living according to the flesh and they expect the glory of God in your life. They expect the blessings of God in your life. They are deceiving themselves. And these preachers will not tell them to live right. These preachers will not bring the word of God into light to them. And they're just preaching peace, peace, peace. Well, there is no peace. He says, you can only understand the things of the Spirit by the power of the Spirit. He said, this is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom 
but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. Is that the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are only discerned through the spirit. But he said the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to mere human judgment. What I've come to understand is that the more you fellowship with the word of God, fellowship with God, and live in the fullness of his love, fullness of his commands, you, what you begin to understand, that you begin to even understand the things in your life. You begin to see breakthroughs break forth in places that you did not expect. Why? Because the scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things shall be added unto you. Those things will be added because as you seek God, then you are coming into our alignment with the spirit of God so now you're coming into alignment with the purpose of God then you are opening up yourself for the glory to be revealed in your life because you come to the point of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God now I want us to go to 2nd Peter 2nd Peter 1 verse 3 we're looking at something here and after that, we we'll go to Matthew 8 and there is something in Matthew 8 that I want us to get because a lot of Christians are struggling there's a lot of complaints people complaining people are sick and when i see these things it grieves my spirit and i and i used to have fear that oh what if this happens to me because you hear of a man of god and whose son or who, who got sick and some people's living with sicknesses and i and and, and and this grieves my spirit why how can this happen and the people do not understand that this man god used to heal god used to prophesy how can this person get sick and die they do not understand. The anointing that was given to any man to minister the gospel is not the same anointing to, 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 to build your life. God expects you to know the word, to build your faith. So this is why a lot of people who have stayed in the church for so long, are, they struggle. Because God expects you to have built your faith through the word. And this is several scripture examples. Through the word. So that by knowledge of the word, you can cause things to be that were not. But many have moved away from the word. And so they are in walking in darkness. They are in unbelief. And without faith, our first point for this, we're looking at why people are not healed. And the first point is unbelief. If you are in unbelief, you can shout all you want. You can cry all you want. You can call people anointed. I don't care about their level of anointing. It will not work. You will not be healed. We see a typical example of this in, in Mark. The Bible says, In Nazareth, Jesus could do no mighty work. Why? Because they did not believe. Unbelief. Jesus, if Jesus could not do mighty work because of unbelief, do you think any person, any person that has been called by Christ can do any work with, that, with, or with unbelief? No. This is why people are struggling. And, and the Spirit of the Lord, by the grace of God, has demonstrated some of these words. So there's things that we're teaching now. We're not just speaking from the revelation that has been given us by the Spirit, but real-life examples. There's several examples that the Lord has demonstrated in the natural to us. That folks that we prayed with, who were not able to receive healing because they were in unbelief. And because of the knowledge of God's Word, I stopped the prayer. Because no amount of prayer will bring healing to them. And what did I do? I began to teach them the Word concerning that situation and as i taught them the word their faith because faith comes not by prayer but by hearing and hearing by the word of god 
And, and the Spirit of the Lord has made known to us how we can tell that we're ready in faith. And I've not heard anyone teach about this. This came to me by revelation. The Holy Spirit has laid out in the Word of God how you as a believer can tell that you're ready in faith. There is a sign of readiness of faith. We'll come to that. We, we, we're building something here. But so, the, what, what I wanted you to get from Second Peter 1, the verse 3, it, it's the, the language that has been used here. The scripture says, His divine power has given us everything we need. The, the, uh, the NIV said for a godly life. But I like the New King James. He said, everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. But that is not all. He said, through our knowledge of Him. So God has given to us these things. But he said, you cannot know these things. You cannot come into the fullness of it unless you've gained adequate knowledge of those things. So there is the word of God for every situation. But what a lot of Christians think, that because they have gained success, because the glory of God has been revealed to them in a particular situation, maybe financially, because they had faith for the finances and it manifested, they think that that same word should work for healing. No, there is a word for prosperity and there is a word for healing. Until you have come into knowledge of the word for healing, you do not have readiness of faith to translate that which is establishing the spirit into manifestation in your life. And that's also another area where people are not healed. They have not come into the knowledge of the word. Hallelujah. And so here be Peter writing to believers. He said, God's divine power has given us everything. And this word, when I read this word, it changed my prayer. How did this word change my prayer? I used to pray. God give me this. God give me that. And it is good to ask. The Bible says we should ask and it shall be given unto us. But when you have asked, Jesus said in Mark 11 verse 24, he said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. People don't take time to analyze that word. Believe that what? You have received it. So you have to believe you have it before it shows up. A lot of Christians want to have it before, before they believe it. So therefore, they never see it because they are in unbelief. They are not believing just as the word of God has said. They are not aligning with the word of God. So they are not in faith. Faith is known when you have the knowledge of the word of God just as it is written. And later on, we're going to see by Abraham's example in Romans 4. That Abraham had to believe the word of God just as before he transitioned from hope to faith. And so this changed my prayer because I used to think that God is now going to give me this thing because this is the knowledge we get from within the Christian circles. Oh, that if you live your life, but God is going to give you this. God is going to bless you. God is going to do that. But then when I read that scripture, the Bible does not say God is going to bless me. I am blessed. He said his divine power. And this is one scripture. Here he said his divine power has given us uh, everything that pertains to life and godliness. But he said, you can only come into this through the knowledge of him. You go to Ephesians 1. Go quickly to Ephesians 1. This is the, the Bible says in Deuteronomy that in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So if Peter is talking about that God has given us to everything, then there has to be another scriptural evidence of this. Go to Ephesians 1. Here, the Apostle Paul writes into believers, writes into the church. Ephesians, Ephesians 1, the verse 3. 
He said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. Did you hear going to bless us here? Blessed us. You read elsewhere, the Bible says, whoever has the faith of Abraham is blessed. <laughs> and, 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 and I want Christians to understand this. Because until you align yourself with the knowledge of the word of God and come into the truth of the word, you can cry, you can shout, you waste your time. And people stand on their ground, pray for 11 hours. Even a believer should stand in faith and pray for 11 hours, the earth should shake. If you stand in faith, pray in faith for 11 hours, the glory that will be revealed, you yourself cannot stand it. But a lot of us, the Bible says in James, he said, we ask amiss. We, how do we ask amiss? Because we do not ask in faith. We are in unbelief. What did Jesus teach us? He said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask. Why did Jesus say that? Because when you ask without the word of God, you're not asking in faith. You're asking in unbelief. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus gave a preamble to asking. He said, if you remain in me, which is your salvation intact, and my words. So the fact that you are saved doesn't mean you have adequate knowledge of the word of God. So he said, when your salvation is intact and you have knowledge of the word of God concerning what you're asking, then you have faith. Then when you ask, then I will hear you and I will give you. You see, that is the difference. Prayer in faith. When you pray in faith, and, 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 uh, and all of us have, have stumbled in, in this area, but I, 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 at some point, I began to see a lot of breakthroughs in my life. I, I, I started seeing a manifestation of the word of God. And, 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 and just in these past few weeks, the spirit of the Lord has just been casting my mind to re-examine some of those things. And I did not understand why those breakthroughs, that these miracles were happening in my life, like it was just going back and forth just like that. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord was enlightening me with the word. He was bringing me into the enlightenment of the word and I was acting on the word of God. And when I acted on the word of God, I was seeing a burst of miracles in my life. Everything that I touched was blessed. Everything, I mean, it was just unending. Every aspect of my life. Blessed. Why? Because of the word. And I didn't know that at the time. But God was patient with us. And this is why we're studying these things. Because we, we move from knowledge and the grace of him to grace. The Apostle Paul writing to believers in Romans 1. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who, who believes. Because in the gospel, the word, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith and from faith to faith. So there is a level of faith. There is a little faith. And there is what? A greater faith. And so you build yourself up. In faith, through the knowledge of the word, as you believe the word and as you put the word of God in practice. So I began to see breakthroughs, all aspects of my life, and it blew my mind. It blew my mind to the extent that I, I, I would feel some pain in, in a part of my body. And by knowledge of the word, I put my hand there in the name of Jesus, instantly gone. 
instantly and then i'll ask for things and i said what one time i remember how i was doing my questions oh lord i remember the bible says when peter was at the rooftop praying the spirit spoke to peter and said there are three men at the door looking for you he said this is the word of knowledge god giving you things to come glory to god and in my quiet time, I, I, I knelt down. I don't know how, why I did it, but I wanted to put the word into practice. And I knelt down and said, Lord, I want you to make known to me what is yet to come. The first, I asked for two things. I said, God, I want you to touch me. Number two, I want you to make known to me what is yet to come, like in the next couple of minutes. Glory to God. I didn't know why I did it. But the Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit leads us in ways that we, this human mind cannot understand. And then later, that, 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 as you study the word, that you understand why those things happened. They happened because you acted on the word of God. And I can give you several examples of how the word has been acted on. And we saw the manifestation of the glory in the natural. When I asked these two things, I, I knelt down with my hands up. Knelt 15 minutes, nothing. Oh, glory to God. I didn't know what I was asking for. I just asked and believed. And I believed, Lord, touch me. The scripture says, you touch, uh, you spoke to Peter, make known to me what is here to come. And all of a sudden, after about 30 minutes, all of a sudden, the, the, I started feeling like a deep sleep. All of a sudden, around 11 a.m., a deep sleep fell on me. And so I sat in a chair in my, in my room, and as I sat, I don't know whether I went into a trance or in a dream, but I went in a deep sleep. And in the deep sleep, it was like I was facing a computer and all of a sudden a hand that I could not see, a big hand just reached forth from behind and touched my forehead. Glory to God. Instantly, my eyes opened, came back in the natural. So, whoa, the word of God is true. The Lord had heard my prayer instantly. The Lord touched me. And that was not it. I asked for two things. And when I got up, I began to praise God. I was excited. Whoa, the word of God is true. I had not seen the demonstration of the word like this before. And then the deep sleep came again. The deep sleep came again. I went into that trance again. And in that trance, I saw somebody was calling me and talking about something. The moment I got out from the trance, within seconds, the person was calling me and began to speak the very things I saw. Glory to God. So the Spirit of God demonstrating the word to me what I asked for in prayer, in faith. He said, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. I've asked things. Even in, in, in my life, in, in, in my marriage. Then I said, Lord, I want to see this. And the next thing I ask, that the Lord will cause those things to happen. Because I asked in faith. So I, I'm laying, I'm giving you these examples because I want you to understand that once you come into knowledge of the word of God and you align yourself with the word, you are setting yourself up for miracles. You read the scripture, God did not confirm Peter. The Bible says God confirmed his word. He worked with the apostles and confirmed his word through signs and wonders. If you want to see miracles break forth in your life, if you want to see the breakthroughs in your life, glory to God. Align yourself with the word of God. And you begin to see wherever you go, you turn like miracles. You turn right miracles. That's what the apostle Paul writes into the church in Galatia, in Galatians 3. He says, you foolish Galatians, that God worked miracles by the works of the law or by believing what you heard. What did they hear? The gospel. Miracles. This is why we're not seeing miracles in the church. 
We're not seeing these signs and wonders because many do not believe the word. And two, some of the people who are preaching the word, they're not preaching the, the word born of the spirit of God. So there is no understanding of the word that is coming to the people. The apostle Paul said, when I came to you, I did not speak with human eloquence or words of wisdom. But I came preaching the gospel with a demonstration of the spirit's power. So that your faith will not rely on human wisdom, but on God's power. This morning, we have met to feed on this holy word. This morning, what we're studying is not the words of men. It is not my words, but the word of God, which is alive and active. You open up your spirit, you will see that the breakthroughs, the miracles break forth in your life like never before. And so the same word that Peter wrote to the church. The Apostle Paul writing to the church. So this should tell you the spirit is the same. So the, the Apostle Paul elsewhere writes, is that the same God, the same spirit, Jesus, the Lord Jesus who was, at, who was at work in Peter, was the same word God who is at work in me. He as an apostle to the Gentiles, as Peter was to the Jews. So here, the same spirit. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. So Ephesians 1 verse 3. Who has blessed us? You see? The other one, he said, given us. Here, blessed us. You see, listen to the language. He's not now going to give you something. He's already given you to you. Why? How? Through Christ. This is what on the cross of Calvary, Jesus said, it is finished. What Jesus fulfilled on the cross was a spiritual fulfillment. Redemption. That redemption that Jesus gave us. Redemption. From spiritual death that we that, that has brought us into righteousness, that salvation. Number two, poverty. Number three, sicknesses and disease. These three things and many others we have in Christ Jesus. If you are the sound of my voice, if you're a believer, you should not be poor. You have you have salvation. Two, you should not be poor. Three, you should not be, you should not, if sickness comes, you should be healed. It is a guarantee in Christ. But we do see that people have believed in Christ. They have salvation. But some of these things are not manifesting in your life. So is it that Jesus lied? Is it that God lied? Or is it that it's not the will of God? Or is it that these people don't have knowledge? They were able to receive salvation. If they or the teachers who are teaching these people, the same word that brought salvation is the same word that brought healing. How is it that people who are able to receive salvation by faith are not able to receive healing by faith? That, that is a question that I throw to you. Ask yourself why? If everything in God is by faith, and if you ask them, are you saved? They'll say yes. Do you have salvation? So then why are you sick? The Bible says, the same spirit of him that raised Jesus from dead is the same spirit that has at work in us. If God brought you to salvation, then the same God has provided healing for you. But the problem is, many do not know how to translate this healing out of the Spirit into manifestation in their lives. They've been able to translate the salvation out of the Spirit into manifestation in their lives, but they don't know how to translate this healing. This is what we're studying the word. But, 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 but that, that we took a sidetrack. The Holy Spirit allowed us to took a, take a sidetrack to, to come to a uh, to level set. Which is that level setting that we're doing here. Is that I want you to know.
the, 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 the things of God are established in the spirit. This is why when you read the New Testament, it does not talk about God is going to. And so people get sick and say, God is going to heal me. It's not in the New Testament. And so if you're believing that God is going to heal you, that's not faith. You are in hope. Going to is futuristic. The Bible does not tell us to live by hope. The scripture says that just shall live by faith. So God is going to, that's futuristic. So that should tell you why people are not healed. So some, some Christians say, God is going to heal me sometime. And some also say, if it is the will of God, he will heal me. They are in unbelief. You don't even know that is the will of God. So how then can you be healed? So, so the, and I throw this question to you. What if the sinner, the unbeliever, says, if it is God's will, I will be saved. Every believer will tell you, no, 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 it's the will of God that you're saved. But then we will go ahead and say, this is how you can be saved. But we don't, we don't hear that concerning healing. Why is it that? Believers are able to lead people to salvation. They are not able to lead people to healing. But Isaiah 53 does not only talk about salvation, it also talks about healing. By his wounds, you are healed. The same word that brought salvation is the same word that brought healing. Isaiah 53. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The scripture says the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. See, Isaiah was prophesying about something that would happen in the future. But Isaiah, when Isaiah spoke, the tense Isaiah used is that by his wounds, you are healed. Why? Because in the spirit was already established. That is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We've already established that the promises of God, the blessings of God are established in the spirit. This is what we read in 1 Corinthians 2 that he said that the things eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for those who love him. These things are established in the spirit. So you can't see these things. So when, but when you believe and you have the evidence of these things that cannot be seen, heard or felt, that's what we call faith. But then how do you get there? Romans 10 verse 7, faith comes by hearing. You see, the Bible keeps it in continuous tense. Because somebody may hear the word once, will get it, believe the word, and it will come to the point of readiness of faith. But somebody will take time. This is why we, we keep repeating some of these things so that you may get it. Once you hear the word, then you believe that there's an understanding that comes to you. If you right now... If you have not heard this word before, but even if you've heard the word, that th there is an understanding of the word that is coming to you. That, that, that's your building your faith. That, that, that's why the Bible says the entrance of his word giveth light. That the word brings an enlightenment. And that enlightenment, you begin to see that there's something in your spirit begins to stir up. That the spirit of God manifesting the word in your spirit. And if you don't let that word go, if you hold fast to that word of God, that is the anointing. And then after this session, and then I pray for you. If you're going through sickness, glory to God. The healing anointing of the Lord Jesus will drive out the symptom out of your body. And we've seen it manifest several times. That is the gospel. This is why when Jesus sent us, he said, go proclaim the good news. So this is why the gospel is called the good news. 
What is this good news? This good news is that the things that you used to struggle in the, in the natural, now you do no longer. This is why Isaiah, when Isaiah was prophesying concerning the new birth, concerning the new covenant, he said in Isaiah 40, the verse 1, he said, Comfort, comfort my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. What is the hard service? Hard service is you trying to do something in the natural in the past, but in Christ Jesus, the fullness of the glory, the Bible says his divine power has given to us. The apostle Paul says, he said, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. The blessings of God are establishing the spirit. And so there are Christians who read this, oh, the blessings of God are establishing the spirit. And I live in the natural. There are certain things that are spirit and there are certain things that are natural. There are even believers who think that God is able to solve spiritual problems. He's not able to solve natural problems. This is ignorance. Nothing manifests in the natural until it is established in the spirit. God, the things that we see on the surface of the earth, were already established in the spirit and created translated out of the spirit into reality in the natural god created everything we see by his word that should tell you something this is why john 1 verse 3 you read from john 1 verse 1 said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made through who the word who is christ jesus through him all things were made without him Nothing was made that has been made. So now you understand why a lot of Christians fail? Because people are trying to do things without the word of God. And the word of God is the source of faith. And so if you don't know the word and you're trying to have things to happen in, your nat- in the natural without the word, it will never manifest. The Bible says there was nothing that was made without the word of God. So God, who is a spirit, created things that exist in the natural by his word and christians are trying to get things done in the natural without the word of god this is why they wrestle wrestle hard work hard work hard it comes to nothing the bible says except the lord builds the house they that labor labor in vain but for us Everything is established for us in Christ Jesus. This is what he's writing to believers. He said, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, not going to. He's already done that through Christ, in him. Every spiritual blessings in Christ. Because the blessings of God are established in the spirit. But you cannot come into the blessings unless you have adequate knowledge of him. Excuse me. You cannot come into adequate knowledge of the word except do have open up your heart to receive the word. Open up your heart to receive the word of God. And so here the apostle Paul is saying, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He said, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. This is what we have. And so here, what I wanted us to get, Second Peter, let's go back to our Second Peter, is that the same word used, prepared for us. Here, the Bible says, through the Apostle Paul, that 
He has blessed us. So the blessings of God, you are already blessed. The problem is, if I am blessed, why am I struggling? If God has given to me everything, why am I not seeing these things in my life? And this is why I was saying that the whole point of the gospel, the whole point of these preachers is so that we will enlighten people. The Holy Spirit brings this understanding to us, teaches us these things so that we will teach people for people to know how to translate these things out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. That is the demonstration of the word of God. And that's what Jesus commanded us to do. That you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. Demonstrate the word. Demonstrate a new life. In your life every day. So that people will see the good deeds. Why did he talk about good deeds? Because faith is demonstrated in action. Your faith is made complete in action. So Jesus saying, by acting on my word, by acting on the light and the enlightenment that you have received, you will see the manifestation of it in your life. And people will see that and will begin to question, will begin to ask you questions. How is this possible? We see in, in, in Acts, Acts 5, but when, when Peter, he, Acts 3, when Peter healed that layman at the temple get called beautiful, the Bible says people gathered around him. They wanted to know. They thought Peter had done this. And Peter said, no, 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 it's not my own godliness. But it is the faith that comes through the name of Jesus. Whenever God brings, when there's a demonstration of the word of God in your life, demonstration of your faith, people will begin to ask questions. People will come to you and you make the knowledge of the word of God known to them so that many will give glory to him through the word that is alive in your life. Glory to God. And so here the apostle Peter Right into the church. That his divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But it only comes through knowledge. What kind of knowledge? The knowledge of the word of God. He said, who called us by his own glory and goodness. He said, through these things, through the knowledge, through the knowledge that you have gained of the word of God. He said, through these things, he has given us his very great and precious promises you see so the promises of god are established in the spirit but as you come into knowledge of god you begin to understand what these promises are you begin to understand what is established for you in the spirit is that when you come into that knowledge and understanding of what are, of these promises of god for you in the spirit and he says so that through them through the knowledge you may be able to participate in the divine nature glory to god what is the divine nature The divine nature is the nature of Christ. Glory to God. The divine nature is the nature that is able to translate that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. This is what we call living according to the spirit. So when you live according to the spirit, you translate spiritual realities into manifestation in the natural. And when that is translated, the glory of God is revealed. Everybody will show that, no, 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 no. This and this cannot be done by a man. This is only made real by a superior power. He begins to enlighten them. That this is the power of the gospel. This is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the inheritance. This is the good news that we carry. So we are good news bearers. Glory to God. God does not bring a message of fear. Only good news. Good news. This is why the gospel is called the good news. Hallelujah. So if you are the sound of my voice 
and you're going through any sickness, you, we, we have, we're tackling the subject of healing. And very soon we're going to transition. I wanted us to level set. We're going to transition to healing and then we'll end with that. And we'll pick it up from, from there next week. If you had the sound of my voice and you're going through sickness, the word of God has already healed you in the spirit. Our only responsibility is to make those spiritual realities into physical realities or natural realities. And that's what we're studying this word. The whole point of the gospel is that what God has established in the spirit will be made manifest in the natural. This is why the scripture says the world is waiting for the glory of the children of God to be revealed. What glory? It is the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been revealed to us by the Spirit so that that glory will be translated out of the Spirit into manifestation in the natural that will draw many into the house and into the, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so he said through these, he has given us these very great and precious promises so that through this knowledge, you may be able to participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what the Holy Spirit is making known to us this morning is that the promises of God are established in the Spirit for you. And the subject that we're studying this morning is faith. For healing. Why aren't people healed? And last week we discussed the, the fact that people have not come into knowledge of the of, of the uh, coming to knowledge and understanding of what their inheritance in Christ Jesus is, what they have received in Christ. And if you do not know what you have, if somebody, if your parent gave you an inheritance and you don't know that that, that house belongs to you, how can you take hold of it? This is what scripture says in John 1, the verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Having a right to something doesn't mean it automatically falls on you. You have to exercise that right. This is why when God spoke to the Israelites on the wilderness, he said, go and possess the land. On that possession of the land is exercising your right. Because those rights were given by God. And if you don't believe or know the right you have, you cannot exercise it. So if you do not know the right you have regarding healing, you cannot exercise your faith for healing. And that's what we're studying here. That you will come into the, the knowledge of your rights. The Bible, Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. Healing belongs to you. Healing has been provided for you by the Lord Jesus Christ. Healing is already a fulfilled word of God in the spirit, in the new covenant. Healing is a fulfilled word of God in the old covenant. Healing was just a spoken word with a specific instruction. But good news is that we have inherited a better promise, a better covenant with established on better promises. So the word, the healing word, is not just a spoken word of God. God is not just saying that I I am the Lord who heals you. But he says, by his stripes, you are healed. The word has been fulfilled in Christ. But the word which has been fulfilled in Christ, what we've heard, is that these things are the promises of God. These are established in the spirit. But because we have the spirit of Christ, glory to God, we are able to translate those spiritual realities into manifestation in the natural. So now, you have to first come into knowledge of what this fulfilled word is. And when you believe that fulfilled word of God that you transition to faith and then now you have to release that faith and when you release that faith it is faith 
that translates that which is established in the spirit into full manifestation in the natural. This is why when you were born again, you had to do something. The man of God had to let you speak something. Why? Why did you have to speak? You see, that men, many men of God go through this process, but they don't know why. Why the scripture gives us that, that approach. Because until you speak, that salvation is not translated out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. What translates that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural is the word of God. This is why in the typical, we see the light of it in Romans 10. And we're going to go to that. We're going to end with that. And then after that, I will join my faith. With anyone at the sound of my voice who is going through any sickness. If, you, if you're sick in any part of your body. Even as, the, as this teaching is going on. I, I, want you to, I want you to start even examining that. You begin to see a difference. The anointing of the word. It, it can't stay. It is impossible for any sickness. It is impossible for any condition to stay. Where the word of God has been released in faith. The anointing of the word. The spirit of the Lord testifies to the word. Glory to God. The begin to depart the sentence will begin to cease because the entrance of his word give it light who end with that and the healing anointing of the lord jesus is here to heal glory to god glory to god glory to god the power of his word the power of the anointing ascends the glory of the lord in this place glory to god glory to god glory to god and and so i was making a point previously um, about Matthew 8, that there is something in Matthew 8 that I want you to get regarding healing. And so now we're transitioning. Uh, today, the, the, the Spirit took us on a different route. Uh, this is not what I, I wanted us to discuss this morning, but the Holy Spirit is, is level setting for us to come into understanding of that which is established in the Spirit for us. But many who have believed in Christ Jesus, who have come into knowledge of what God has established in the Spirit for them, and unable to realize it. Why? Why aren't people able to realize it? And this is what I want us to see in, in, in Matthew 8. So here in Matthew 8, I read from, from the verse 1. And we're going to end at the verse 13. He said, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. Uh, uh, let, let, let's skip. Let, let's, skip, let's, skip to, uh, let's skip to the verse 5. Uh, Matthew 8, the verse 5. is that when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. See, the centurion came to Jesus asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. But Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? And I want you to pay attention to the, 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 the words of Jesus here. Jesus offered to come to this man's house to heal the servant. Is that shall I come and heal him? And listen to, to the centurion's reply. That the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. A lot of Christians, this word has been heightened. Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. You know, that it, 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 to them is like a form of humility, which is true. It's a form of humility. But that's not the only word here. And, and I want you to, as we read on you, you're going to see that what, what Jesus was throwing emphasis on with this. Why the Holy Spirit found it necessary to record this for us. He said, Jesus, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve, you to deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word. 
Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And I want you to take note of that word there. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Take note of that phrase. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Not my servant is going to be healed. Just say the word and he will be healed. The reason I'm stressing on this is because this, this phrase is very important. The centurion replied, Jesus offered to come to his house to heal his servant. The Bible says, the man said, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And now he began to explain why he made mention of that. Why he said that. He said, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And I tell that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. The verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. I mean, for Jesus to be amazed by you, then you should have done something extraordinary. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him. And I want you to take note of what, 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 what Jesus who, uh, the group that Jesus directed his comments to. So Jesus is going to make a comment here, but he directed to the people following him. And I want you to, if you have your Bible, you can underline those following him. Those following him. You cannot follow a person if you do not believe in that person. We can all understand that, even from the natural perspective. You will not follow a person if you do not have faith or if you do not believe in that person. So the Bible said, when Jesus heard this, what did Jesus hear? When Jesus heard the man's faith, what was the man's faith? Lord, just say the word. First he said, I do not deserve this. I do not deserve you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers over, over, under me. And I want you to take note here. He compared faith in God's word to the authority. He, he aligned himself with the word of God. He aligned. The, he came to understanding of the authority of the word of God. That is the, the understanding that I want you to get from here. Is that this man, this centurion, came to the understanding of the authority of the word of God. So because of the belief that he had in God's word, he said, just say that word. All I need from you, you don't have to waste your time in coming to my house. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. <laughs> Glory to God. This to stir up your spirit. Because what the Holy Spirit is making known to us here is that when you come to the level of understanding and, and belief in God's word, you don't need any form of, you know, uh, what do we call it? Any form of, uh, uh, of church activities. You, you, you don't need any form of religious activities to cause the glory to be revealed. It is not the religious activities that cause the glory to be revealed. 
The man came to the understanding. He knew that Jesus could come and heal. Why? Fine. He said, Lord, you, I know you can come and heal me. That's fine. But I, what I do need is not just your presence. I know that your presence can come and heal and you by the anointing on you. By the anointing, you will touch this man and you will be healed. But, but I know also, but the word carries authority. Glory to God. The man came to the understanding of the authority of God's word. This is why he said, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself, how do we know? That the man compared faith in God's word to the authority of the word. Or he compared the word of God to his natural authority. He says, for I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under me. I tell this one, go. And he goes. And that one, come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. And the Bible says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turned to those following him. And what the Spirit of the Lord began to open my understanding here to this word. Is that this man had a simple faith, a simple belief in the word of God. He did not mix any theory with it. He did not mix any religious activities with it. All he knew is that the, the word of Christ has the ability, has the authority to heal his servant. The word you need for your healing is the word of Christ. You do not need any theories. You do not need any action laying on of hands and all. You do not need. But if you are a believer and you can align yourself with the authority of the word, you can believe in the word of God just as the centurion did. So Lord, just say the word. Just say the word. Just say the word. And my servant will be healed. And you compare that to the authority. And, and as I studied, the spirit of the Lord began to open my eyes to something here. There is authority. The word of God has authority. This is why even when Jesus was tempted, Jesus spoke the word, it is written. But what I've come to find out is that a lot of Christians don't speak the word of God. They speak what you think. They speak close, maybe close to the word of God. They speak of what they have been taught in the church, but they do not speak the word of God. But what I've come to understand, that the word works. And what I came to know, what I came to understand from the demonstration of the word in my life, is that I found myself speaking more of the word. Anytime I speak more of the word of God, I see the demonstration of the glory of God in my life. Why? Because there was nothing that was made without the word. It is the word that carries authority. It is the word of God that carries authority. It is not our own words. It is not the words of men. This is what the Apostle Paul, the, the, the scripture we read in first corinthians 2 it is that it is not the wisdom of this age that we speak but spirit thought words the word of god is a spiritual authority it is that which is able to translate that which is establishing the spirit into full manifestation in the natural what the centurion believed is the simple fact of god's word and the authority of the word of christ he compared the authority of the word to the authority that he as a soldier in the natural. He said, I'm able to tell this man, some, somebody something. And that person should respond because I'm a man of the authority. 
So he knew that Jesus is a man and the authority, the man with authority. And because he is a man with authority, the author, his word will carry that same authority over sicknesses and disease. So if you are the son of my voice, this is the word of God. If you're going through any sickness, the scripture says the word of God is the authority over all sickness and disease. Glory to God. And the Bible says when Jesus heard this analogy, this comparison of his authority in the natural to the authority of his word, of the word of God, he was amazed. And he turned to those following him. So the, what, what I'm assuming here, and it's not even an assumption, what we can infer from the scripture is that this man was not even following Christ. He just came. The Bible says when he had entered, to, uh, entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. So which means he was not one of those following Christ. He just came because he had heard that this man is able to perform miracles. His word is able to heal. He's able to heal the sick. And he said, well, if this man is able to heal the sick, then he must have authority over sickness. Glory to God. He must have authority over sickness. And so he knew that if this man has authority over sickness, if this man is a man of authority, then his word should be enough. Because even him as a soldier, he is a man with authority. And if he has an authority, he can command things. The Bible says in Romans 4 that this is the God that we serve. The God who is able to give life to the dead. And calls into being things that were not. That is the authority of the word of God. It is able to call things that are not in the natural into being. It is not that these things are not. These things are established in the spirit. And so he calls it. He speaks his word. Which translates that which is established in the spirit. Into manifestation in the natural. And what I wanted to pick up here. Is what the spirit of the Lord opened our eyes to. In Romans 10. So keep your, keep, your, keep your Bibles there. Let's go to Romans 10. So this is, we're going to end with this. Romans 10. If you are the son of my voice, and I have mentioned this, if, you, if you're going through any sickness, you begin to see that, that there's a light coming to you. There's an understanding of the word that is coming to you now. Hold fast to that word. That word will manifest in, in you as peace. That, that now you're not even bothered by that sickness anymore. That, 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 that is a sign that the word is getting into your heart. And as you hold fast to that word, the glory, the glory, the anointing of that word will drive out that sickness out of your body. Glory to God. Romans 10. Here, what the man demonstrated here was faith. How do we know? Let, 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 let's read this and, I, and I'll go to Romans 10 for us to wrap it up with, with that. He said, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve you how to come. I do not deserve you. I deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I, sit, I tell this one, go. And he goes. I tell this one, come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. The Bible says when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him. And I've told you to take note of those following him. Those following Christ were those who believed in him. You cannot follow a person if you do not believe in that person. So Jesus did not speak to the people who were not following him. He turned and talked to the people who believed in him. The people who were following him. And he said... Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. 
What did Jesus call this man? He calls the faith in his word great faith. So this should tell us something about faith. Faith, where does faith come from? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This man had belief in God's word. Because of his belief in God's word and because of his understanding of the authority of the word of God, Jesus called that what? Great faith. Because the man said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. He did not say, just say the word and let's see whether my servant will be healed. He, he did not say, just say the word and maybe my servant will be healed. He did not say, just say the word and if it is the will of God, my servant will be healed. He did not say, just say the word and in God's time, my servant will be healed. He said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. This is faith. Jesus called this great faith. He called faith, believe in his word, great faith. So he turned to the believers, to those who've been following him all this while. All the people who were sick, whether they were sick, with all the people following him. He turned to them and told them that I know you people are following me, but I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. If you have your Bible, underline Great faith. So there are levels of faith. But here, what I want you to pick up here is I want you to get to the level of great faith. And great faith is this. That you believe that at the release of the word of God, the healing, that sickness will depart from your body. It is not now that you're going to be healed. You're already healed in Christ Jesus. But you release the word of God so that that which is established in Christ Jesus is translated out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. And so the faith that I want you to build up, what I want you to gather this morning, is that at the release of the word of God, that you are healed, that that sickness will depart, that that symptom will cease now, not tomorrow. That. It's what scripture calls great faith. Faith in the release of the word of God. Why is it important to release the word? He said, he said, just say the word. To say is proclaimed, right? That speaking. To say is speaking. Why? Why? Why is speaking? And I have talked at length about the different forms of God's word. There is the spoken word of God. There is the specific word of God. And there is the fulfilled word of God. Healing in the new covenant exists as a fulfilled word of God. And the spoken word is that word of God which translates that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. God never did anything without first speaking it into existence. Why? Read, read, read through Genesis. Read through the whole book of Genesis 1. Whatever God did, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let us make man in our own image. Why did God have to speak? Read throughout Genesis 1. The Holy Spirit opened. This came to me by revelation. The Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to this word. He said, whatever God did, he first had to speak. Why? There is something about the spoken word of God. Because it is the spoken word that translates that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. This is what the Apostle Paul writes into the church in Corinth. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, he said, I believe, therefore I have spoken. This says, since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak until you speak. 
speak the word of God, nothing can be translated out of the spirit into full manifestation in the natural. You can have a heart full of faith, but until you speak, nothing is translated out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. So what I want you to pick up here is that Jesus is not just talking about this man's faith, but he called his great faith because the man is not just talking about his faith in him. He is speaking. He is translating. He is speaking that which he is translating. The faith out of the spirit. That which is established in the spirit into reality in his life. This is what Jesus called this man great faith. Because the man has understood the authority of the word of God. And he has come to understand that when the word is released, there has to be a demonstration of faith. When the word of God is spoken, that which is established in the spirit, glory to God, has to manifest in the natural. A lot of Christians have not come into understanding that when you speak the word of God, you are changing things. When you speak the word of God, you are translating that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. Even now, when you believe in the power of the spoken word, the glory of the Lord will be released. This is what Jesus called great faith. The great faith is the faith that does not only talk about your belief in the word, but the demonstration of the word, the translation of the word by the speaking of the word of God that translates that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. And so what this man, what this man and this understanding just came to me, the spirit of the Lord, just speaking to my heart. This man, what this man just believed, what, what the, the, the Jesus called this man's great faith, because one, three things here. First, the man believed the authority of the word of God. Two, the man had believed in, one, he believed in God's word. Let's start from the, the basic one. He believed in the word of Christ. Two, he believed in the authority of the word of God. And three, he knew that that authority is released by speaking the word. This is why he said, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. So this is what Jesus called great faith. One, he had the basic belief in the word of God for healing. Two, he believed in the authority of the word of Christ. Three, he believed that in order for this authority to be, to be demonstrated, in order for this word to be made reality in his life, in his servant's life, that word has to be spoken. Glory to God. This is why Jesus called this man's faith, great faith. He believed in the word. He knew that the word carried authority. And three, he knew that in order for that authority to be made a reality in the servant's life, that word has to be released. The releasing of that word, the proclamation of the word of God is what we call the demonstration of faith. Faith is demonstrated two ways. First, by believe, by speaking the word of God. And by acting on the word of God. So the reason why I gave you those three forms of God's word. The spoken word. The specific word of God. And the fulfilled word of God. I said the spoken word is, is what translates that which is established in the spirit. Into manifestation or full functionality in the natural. The specific word of God is a set of instructions and actions that you need to act on in order for that spoken word to be fulfilled.
And when you have spoken the word of God, when you have acted on the word of God, then you have what we call a fulfilled word. That's when the word is fulfilled. Healing. We're talking about healing here. Healing in the old covenant. And, and, and we've examined this. But in light of this teaching, I want to throw more light on it. Healing in the old covenant was a spoken word. What was the spoken word of God? Exodus, Exodus 15, 20 says, God said, if you keep my commands, then I'll take sicknesses from among you. Then he said, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. You see that it's in present tense. I am the Lord who heals you. Why is it in present tense? Because it's a word of faith. Faith is. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is. The substance of things hopeful. Faith is present tense. Because you may need healing at different points in your life. Anytime you need healing, God is the healer. His word is the healer. So he said, for I am the Lord who heals you. That is the word of faith. That is the spoken word of God. But that word for the Israelites did not come just as a spoken word. It came with specific instructions. God said, if you do these things, then I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. So they had to act on a specific set of instructions. That is the specific word of God. It's the set of instructions you need to act on in order for the word to be fulfilled. But, but that word has to first be spoken. The word, a spoken word, is what translates that which is established in the spirit into existence or manifestation in the natural. So God gave them his spoken word and he, go, he gave them a specific word, which is a set of instructions. Then when anyone believed that word, acted on that word, then they were healed. So you see in the old covenant that even for people who were not even under covenant, everyone who got healed that got healing through the prophet the prophet had to give a specific instruction because that word which says i am the lord who heals you applies because god is god over all but if you're not under covenant in israel you are not required to follow those instructions the righteous commands of the law therefore you needed a specific set of instruction from the man of god and when you acted on that word which is a specific word you got your healing we see example of this in second kings how naaman got healed when naaman came to elijah the bible says he said go wash yourself seven times in the jordan river initially uh, naaman resisted he, when he resisted, he was not healed. It was when he acted on those instructions. That is what we call the specific word of God. This came to me by revelation. That, that, that specific word of God is the set of instructions and actions that you act on in order for that spoken word. Which is, I am the Lord who heals you to become a reality in your life. So that I am the Lord who heals you is the word of God for everybody. Glory to God. Whether you are under covenant or not. But if you are not under covenant, when you believe that God is able to heal, then you will need a specific set of instructions in order for that word to become reality. That is the old covenant. But in the new covenant, we do see that the word has been fulfilled. Why? Because the Bible says what the flesh was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Therefore, Jesus condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So those righteous requirements, commands of the law has been fulfilled through Christ. Jesus acted on those words and therefore he became the righteousness of God and so in him we be made righteous so those commands of God have been fulfilled through Christ 
So now the word which existed as a spoken word with a specific set of instruction, that word has been acted on because that spoken word, I am the Lord who heals you, is still I am the Lord who heals you. But those specific instructions that came with it for new covenant believers has been fulfilled through Christ. So this is why Isaiah prophesied concerning the new covenant. He said, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He said the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. You see that in the new covenant there was no specific instruction and say that do this and that before you receive healing. He said by his wounds you were healed. And so you read Matthew 8 from the verse 13 we read from the verse 14. The Bible says when Jesus came into Peter's house he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and rebuked the fever and the fever left her and then she began to wait on them. In the evening they brought all the sick people. The Lord healed all of them. And those filled with impure spirit. He drove out the spirit with the word. The scripture says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. So the word which existed as a spoken word and a, with a specific set of instructions in the old covenant, in the new covenant, now exists as a fulfilled word of God. This is why also why many Christians are not healed because they do not understand that healing in the old covenant is different from healing in the new covenant. In the new covenant, the word, the healer word, the healing word is a fulfilled word of God in Christ Jesus. This is why the scripture says by his wounds you were healed this is what peter first peter 2 24 says by his wounds you were healed it is already fulfilled through christ therefore if the word has been fulfilled through christ this is also another revelation in order for a fulfilled word to be made manifest in your life you have to know find the word believe the word and speak the word this is what the apostle paul said in second corinthians 4 verse 13 that i believe that for i've spoken that since we have the same spirit of faith we also believe and therefore speak until you speak that fulfilled word is the fulfilled word in the spirit until you speak you do not translate that fulfilled word out of the spirit into full manifestation in your life this is what we're gathered here the, the centurion what he did was that he believed in the word that the word is able to heal he believed in the authority of the word but until he spoke he said just speak the word because he understood that this word when it is spoken will cause that the spiritual power of god will cause the manifestation of the glory of god to be revealed in my servant and my servant will be healed this is what Jesus called a man's faith. Great faith. This is what we're getting to. That the healing word. This is why when I see Christians now sick, I get from I, 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 my spirit, I grieve. Why? Because they have not come into understanding that the word is fulfilled. And this is also an area where many are not healed. That there are people who believe that he is my healer, that by his wound that I'm healed. But what they speak is different from that word. And so you may even pray for them. But their confession of unbelief will negate or nullify the word that has been released. So Jesus used this centurion here to teach us something. You see, the Bible says Jesus turned to those following him to believers. He turned to them and he said, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. He said, I, I say it to you, and I want you to pay attention to you because this is what is happening to the church. The, the verse 11, he said, I say to you, 
many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. So this should tell you something. The kingdom of God, the right to the kingdom of God is not just given to believers. Jesus, Jesus died for all. It's been given to all of us. But it is faith in his word that causes you to be able to inherit the fullness of the kingdom. And the reason why we went at length looking at what is established in the spirit, the promises of God are established in the spirit, because the kingdom of God is a kingdom of the spirit. When they came to Jesus asked, when should we expect to see the kingdom of God? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not something that you can see or someone will tell you here it is or there it is. Is that even now, the kingdom of God is in your midst because God is a spirit. The things that God has established, established in the spirit. This is why we went at length in, in 1 Corinthians 2 describing that what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard no mind has conceived what god has in store for those who love him glory to god these are spiritual realities but in order for those spiritual realities to be made manifest you need faith and that faith is not just you believing the word but also speaking the word because you can have a heart full of faith until you speak the word of god nothing happens this is why also some people are not healed because they believe that by his wounds that I'm healed. But what they speak, I am sick. I have diabetes. I have this. So they are not speaking the word of God. They are speaking sickness in their body. And when they are not healed, they say, it's not the will of God. Some people too say, God is going to heal me. That's not what scripture says. God is going to heal you. That's hope. But the Bible says that just shall live by faith. Healing comes by faith. And so the whole point that we're, we're taking these scriptures and examining these scriptures from different angles is so that you come to this understanding that you have to have a belief in God's word, that the word is a healer. This is what the Bible says in Psalm 107, the verse 20, that when they were afflicted, God, they cried to the Lord. Well, what did God do? The Bible says he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from the grave. The word is the healer. It was the healer in the old covenant. The word is the healer in the new covenant. But the word in the old covenant existed as a spoken word of God with a specific instructions. But the word in the new covenant exists as a fulfilled word of God in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ Jesus, you are healed. It's not now that you're going to be healed. The problem for you is now to believe the word just as it is written. And when you believe the word now, like just the centurion, speak the word. And when you speak the word, the word which says, I am healed. I am healed in the name of Jesus. So you sickness, you spirit, you unclean spirit, you spirit of infirmity, I command you now in the name of Jesus, come out of my body. I rebuke you. You begin to speak that word. Glory to God. What you're doing, that you're translating that which is establishing the spirit into manifestation in the natural. And I believe with time, the Spirit of the Lord is going to open doors so that many will hear this. The reason many are sick, the reason many are sick in the church because they have not come to this understanding. And Jesus said, he turned to believers, those following him, and said, I have not found anyone in this world with such great faith. Because the man did not just show the understanding of, 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 his, of, of his belief, of the authority of the word of God. He did not just show the, the faith that he had in God's word. He did not just show the belief he had in God's word. But he also showed that he showed his understanding of how to 
demonstrate faith. The fullness of faith. Faith is made complete in its demonstration. That is either by speaking the word, by acting on the word. But for healing, it is made manifest by speaking the word. Not just speaking the word when you don't believe it. The word which you have believed. When you speak it, your faith is made complete. Even some teachings, teachers say that the speaking of the word is action. Why? Because the word has already been acted on by the Lord Jesus. So when you speak the word, you're demonstrating faith. And your faith is made complete in action. The reason why God gave the Israelites the spoken word with a specific set of instructions is what James was talking about in James 1 and James 2. James 2, he said, just as the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead. So God gave them the word of faith and gave them the instruction because by that instruction, by the action on the word, which is a specific word, then your faith is made complete. And he continues, he said, Abraham's faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by his action. But the action on the healing has been fulfilled by Christ Jesus. So all your responsibility now is to believe that word of God which says by his wounds that I'm healed and stand on your ground and resist the devil. This is what scripture says, submit yourself then to God and resist the devil and he will flee. So stand on that word of God and speak the word. When you speak the word, by you and your understanding of the authority of the word, the authority of the word will drive the sickness. The anointing of the word will drive out the sickness out of your body. Because the Bible says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So I prophesy. Because the word of God itself is anointed. The centurion believed that. That the word is able to heal a paralyzed man when it is released through speaking. The spoken word. Glory to God. The Bible says when Jesus heard, he said, I have not found anyone who gives you with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places with other feasts with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven. But listen to the last phrase. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there is what? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I believe this is what is happening to the church now. So you see, Jesus made this statement in reference to what? The man's faith for healing. The man's belief in the word of God, his belief in the authority of the word of God to heal, and in his understanding of the release of his faith for healing. The release of the word of God for healing through speaking. This is what is happening to the church. Is either the people do not believe the word of God as a healer, is it that they have not understood, come to understanding of the authority of the word of God? Or they may have gotten these two things. They have a heart full of faith, but they don't know how to release their faith. And I believe for people who have stayed in the church, who have stayed true to, to, to the Lord, their problem is not that they don't have faith. They have faith, but they don't know how to release the faith. So they may speak the word, they, they, they may say that the by his wound that I'm healed, but on the same breath, turn around and say, I have diabetes, I have hypertension, God is going to heal me sometime. They are in unbelief because they are not aligning, their confession is different from what is in your heart. And what the Bible says in, in, in Hebrews 6, he said in Hebrews, Hebrews 4 14. 
He said, therefore, since we have such a great, we have a high priest who has ascended into the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to the faith we profess. You read throughout the New Testament, it is full of this. Our faith we profess. Why? Because until you speak the word, you do not see the manifestation of faith. Because it is the word of God that translates that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural and the word is the source of faith this is what the bible says it is by grace that you have been saved through faith salvation is also a fulfilled word of god because it was fulfilled on the same cross of calvary so this is why when you came to believe in christ jesus the man of god said speak after me the reason why you you speak after the man of god because until you speak you do not translate that which Jesus fulfilled in the spirit on the cross of Calvary into manifestation in your life. This is why I asked you to say the question from uh, during the teaching that why is it that the same pair of people who are able to receive salvation by faith are not able to receive healing by faith? It's because of a lack of understanding that the same word that brought salvation is the same word that brought healing and the same way you receive salvation is the same way you receive healing in the new covenant. People have not come to that a basic understanding of the word of God. If we're able to come into this understanding, if you are the son of our voice going through sickness, this word is for you. Don't mix any theory with it. The word says that by his tribes, you are healed. When you believe that word and you speak that word, not based on what you feel, not based on what you think. You see, thoughts, thoughts may come in your mind and sometimes it also deceives people. Thoughts may come in your mind. The, the devil may, may ring these things. Okay, you believe you're healed. Why is the sickness? The devil will draw attention to your sickness. The Bible says we should fix our thoughts on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on the word of God. And the more you speak the word, what you're doing, you're translating these spiritual realities with spirit thought words into manifestation. And the authority and the anointing of the word of God will drive out the sickness out of your body. How do we know? So many, many are in the church. They are weeping and gnashing their teeth. Because Jesus said, no, I'm not saying this. The Spirit of the Lord telling us that because they do not have the basic faith in the word of God as a healer. And many people are coming from outside the church. And they come to, they come. They believe the word and they are healed. But people have stayed in the church. And this, and, and this thing that I'm talking about, even pastors, people that Lord has used, people who proclaim the good news, they are sick because they have not come into this basic understanding. Basic understanding. But the Spirit of the Lord, I believe, is enlightening the church in this news, in this in this season. He's enlightening the church in this generation. So that we will come into the basic understanding of his, his inheritance, his, his word. That the, the word is the healer. You cannot move away from the word of God and receive. Because it is the word that translates the things out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural. Just to wrap up. And I'll use this. To pray with anyone going through sickness at the sound of my voice. Glory to God. Glory to God. This word is for if you are the sound of my voice and you're going through any sickness, this word is for you. As this word is coming, I want you to touch, touch that place. Touch as close as possible to the physical area in your body that is harboring that pain, sickness, whatever it is. The word of God is coming to you now. Let's go to the book of Romans. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Romans 10. We're going to end this session with this. Romans 10, the verse. I read a bit of the verse 6. And I transition to the verse 8. Romans 10, the Apostle Paul was teaching the church in Rome about faith. And he was teach, he's talking about righteousness by faith. Righteousness of God. You see, when you believed in Christ Jesus, when you came to salvation, you became the righteousness of God. The new birth made you the righteousness of God. And that what I talked about, the spoken word, the specific word, the fulfilled word of God, salvation and healing are two examples of fulfilled word of God through Christ. And when we talk about fulfilled word of God, we're talking about the fulfilled word of God through Christ. That which Jesus fulfilled on the cross of Calvary. Salvation is one of them. And so here, the Apostle Paul is talking about faith for salvation. And the same word that brought salvation is the same word that brought healing. And so what the Apostle Paul teaches here also applies to healing. Because both salvation and healing exist in the new covenant as a fulfilled word of God. But that which is fulfilled is in the spirit. But you need a word. You need to do something to translate it. How do you translate it? By speaking. Let's see if this is true. And so he says, but the righteousness that is by faith says, so that he's talking about righteousness by faith. The, the whole point of me re referencing the verse 6 is just for you to know he's talking about righteousness by faith. Glory to God. And so now let's go to the verse 8. So what does it say? This righteousness by faith. What does it say? Is that the word is near you. Talking about the word of God here. The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So this is the message of faith. That the word of God is not just in your heart, but also in your mouth. Why? Why, has the, why does the word have to be in your heart and in your mouth? Because when your heart is full of the word or full of faith, you have to release that faith. Because here he's talking about a fulfilled word of God. And how you demonstrate your faith for a fulfilled word of God is by what? By believing the word and by speaking the word. Here he was talking about righteousness. So let's see how you demonstrate. He said, this is the word of faith. Every word of faith. Faith for healing is that the word is near you. It is in your heart and in your mouth. Glory to God. So that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So here, he generalizes with faith. And then he moves to the verse 9. Try to use righteousness as an example. He said, for it is if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, not believe in your mind. So a lot of Christians also have a mental agreement to the word of God. The word of God in mental agreement doesn't work. It is when the word is in your heart. The heart is a conviction. You are fully persuaded that the word is true. You are fully persuaded that the word works. That is belief. The belief is not a mental agreement. It is a conviction in the heart. So he said, for it is with your mouth that you declare. He said, for if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And in verse 10, he said, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. You see, as the word of God is coming to you now, if you believe that the healing that he, by his word that I am healed, now you are justified. Now you are qualified to receive healing. Glory to God. 
But now that let's look at the second part. Is that for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. This is why I said that all of us, when we came to believe in Christ Jesus, when we came to salvation, the man of God, when we heard the word, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, when you heard the preaching of the word that Jesus loves you, that he died for you, that he resurrected for you, that God loves you, when you heard the word and believe the word, the man of God said, he didn't just say, if you believe the word, go home. He said, come forward and repeat that to me. Why? Because as you speak, you translate that which is established in the spirit, that which you believe in your heart. And you, when you speak the word, the spoken word, you are translating that salvation out of the spirit into manifestation in the natural glory to God. And the moment you speak, the word becomes a reality in your life. This is what scripture is saying. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith. And I say, until you speak the word of God, you can have a heart full of faith, but it will do you no good. You will not see the manifestation of faith. This is why Jesus said the centurion's faith is great. Why? Because he knew the, uh, the, the understanding. He had the understanding of how that faith is released. He said, just say the word. Just speak the word. He knew that when the word of God is spoken in faith, glory to God, the healing power, the healing power will manifest in that body and it will be manifested in the natural. Glory to God. If you are the son of my boy, this word is for you. If you're going through any sickness, now you begin to see that those demons, you begin to see that chronic condition begin to dissipate because the anointing of the word, the truth of the God's word, translate that which is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. Glory to God. So for it is with your heart that you believe in are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So you see that you have to do these two things in order for the healing word to be manifested. I am the God so if you hear the sound of my voice, in order for that sickness, those symptoms to depart, first you have to believe the word. You have to understand the authority of the word. That the word of God is a healer. The word is a healer. Jesus is the living word. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the living word of God. This word is all about Christ. Because he is the living word. Because this word brings us into knowledge of him. He reveals Christ. The glory of him. So if you are the son of my voice. Going through any sickness. Oh. 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 It can't stay. You see it of darkness. I want you to just believe just as the centurion. You say, servant of God, just speak the word. And that symptom will depart. If you can believe that by his wounds you are healed, then I want to pray with you. Madera kabara dusima and kandira dos. Le rokapa rokia dukima randizia. No matter how long it's been there, no matter how long the sickness has stayed in your body, His word is forever true. His word is light. The Bible says the entrance of His word gave it light. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This morning, we've come to understanding that the word is a healer. 
that when you align yourself with the basic belief that by his wounds that I am healed and you spit that word that you will receive the fullness of the benefit of the word in your life thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus God speak it I am healed I am healed I want you to speak it as you speak it right now oh oh I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna pray for you in every symptom every symptom every symptom every symptom come out you see it on darkness Rabo soka paranusia kimasura. Lerabo soka paranusia. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. The, the healing anointing of the Lord Jesus is in this place. The Lord Jesus is here to heal. The touch of the Spirit is touching you right now. Come out, you see the darkness. Rabo sora bakarabosia. Lerabos maranas rikimora tisia kamarosia. Lerando soa. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are set free. You are set free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I'm going to pray for you. Every remnant of those symptoms, touch that place. Touch that place. No matter how long it's been there, it is living now. Now. Because by his wounds you are healed. By his wounds you are healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I'll touch that place and I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, this is the mandate that you have given us. Lord, we do not speak out of our own understanding, out of our own might. But by the Spirit, John testified that a person can only receive what they've been given from above. Lord, you set us out just as your word was given to us. Said, I give you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Said, I tell you, nothing will harm you. Spirit of a living God, you who testifies to the word. Lord, I present everyone in the sound of my voice going through any sickness. Your, your word has been released. The word is a healer. The word is a fulfilled word of God in Christ Jesus. Because you prophesied through the prophet Isaiah. That he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The scripture says the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Not going to be healed. You are healed in the name of Jesus. And the scripture tells us in Matthew 13. Matthew 8 from verse 14. The scripture says when Jesus went into Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law was down with a fever. He bent over her. Rebuked the fever. And the fever left. Glory to God. It can't stay. The Bible says in the evening they brought all the sick people. And the Lord healed all of them. Those filled with impure spirit. He drove out the spirit with the word. And your clean spirit. Cleansing on to this. Bringing this sickness in your body. Now I command you. Come out. In the name of Jesus. Rebos. And the scripture says in Matthew 8 verse 17 that this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah that himself, Jesus of Nazareth, took up our infirmities and bore our disease. He already took it. He bore it. Peter also testified, 1 Peter 2.24 By his wounds you were healed. That is establishing the spirit. So Father, by now, now, 
by the power of a word, I translate that healing word, the anointing of a word, into their body now in the name of Jesus. So now you symptoms of the devil. You hear the word of God. I command you now in the name of Jesus. Come out of our body. You symptoms. I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus. For it is written that by his wounds she is healed. By his wounds he is healed. In the name of Jesus. You remnant of infirmity. You chronic condition. I rebuke you. Come out. You spirit of pain. Come out of the body right now in the name of Jesus. You will not stay. You will not stay. Oh, begin to examine the body. You begin to see a difference right now. In the name of Jesus. Rabos. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. The Bible says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. You are set free. You are set free. You are healed. In the name of Jesus. Come out. Rabos. Lord, I'm a son of a haradaki, no longer cabaradosia. It can't stay. It is impossible for any sickness to stay where the word of God has been released in faith. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Father, I honor you. That, that you begin to see there's a peace. There's a peace that will spread forth in your heart. You begin to see a difference. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. You remnant of infirmity. I command you now in the name of Jesus. Come out of the body. You are not of God. You are a liar. I rebuke you now. You force of darkness. Get out of the body right now in the name of Jesus. And do not come near again. Thank you Lord Jesus. Oh begin to give glory to God. Thank you Lord that you have healed me. I thank you. Father. I give you all the praise and the glory. I thank you for your word that has been released in your life. That you have sent forth your word and healed them and delivered them from the grave. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are set free. You are healed by the power of his word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. Oh, the God of all power. The ancient of days. My Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I thank you that your glory is revealed in this place. Rabbas, Lord Amasuni Maharades, Rikimbaro Dosoka Baradesia. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Father, I honor you that your word has been released in the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you. We bless you that you have healed them. That you sent forth your word. You have set them free. That they will know that your word is truth. That your word is life. Just as you confirmed your word in times past, you confirm your word now. I thank you, great mighty Holy Spirit of God, that you have made the word which is established in the spirit be translated in their bodies, that they see the manifestation of the word in their bodies right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you set them free. Oh, this is the joy. This is the joy we have in Him. The word, the word of a living God. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I bless you that you visited us this morning, that you've made your glory known to this place. Begin to open your mouth and give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. In the name of Jesus. 
You are healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. Oh, Father, I thank you that this word has manifested in your life in the name of Jesus. That you have sent forth your word and has set them free in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name that you've spoken to our heart, that you have released your word in us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.